Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. This is Song vs. Song, and we have a Dueling Pianos matchup today. We have been waiting to do this one for a long time. It is the Elton versus Billy matchup you have all been waiting for. We are doing Billy Joel's Piano Man versus Elton John's Tiny Dancer. Want to hear me play, play these songs on my piano? Did you bring your piano? No. You're the worst. <laughs> I thought I about actually, it. But I truly believed that you would do it this week, that I wouldn't have to ask, that it would just be self-evident, and okay. you would do the responsible thing. I was gonna, and then I remembered that thing's very heavy, and my recording setup for the podcast is way upstairs, and I'd have to bring the piano, and then the stand, and then the amp, and then I'd have to bring them all right back down because I have to record something else on my actual set tonight. So no, you don't get it. Oh, by the way, we have a guest in the podcast studio today. <laughs> I was just going to say whatever happened to suffering for your art, but that's just me. <laughs> I, I've suffered enough. <laughs> if you guys uh, pay me enough on the Patreon to buy a second piano, then maybe. Mm. No, I, I, eventually I'm going to get a, a little like Casio thing that I can fit in my lap that I'll bring out. But again, you guys got to pay for it. Anyway, would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, I'm a... Uh, Angelina, this is like, what, my third time on here? I'm really, really excited. I want to say third. Yeah, I think it's the yes. third time's a charm. You know, triples is best. I, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, I, I love both of these songs and have had a lot of a lot of thoughts in like the past day about them. So, yeah, um, <laughs> thanks for having me. No problem. You're yeah, welcome. Has, no. Has anyone here ever seen either of these men in concert? I've seen Elton John in concert. Yeah. Is he good? Is it amazing? So amazing. It was one of the best um, shows I've ever seen in my life. It was about 10 years ago. He turned 64. It was actually his birthday that day. So one, he played When I'm 64, which was very, very cute. Um, two, it was like a three-hour set. So like it was a night of entertainment. And uh, three, when he played Philadelphia Freedom, I am from Philadelphia, and I saw him in Philadelphia. It was the uh. most I ever... I, I started fearing for my life because I was in a stadium filled with drunk people from southern New Jersey who were also boomers. And I was like, this is how I die. I'm going to get, like, um, just trampled to death. They're like, he's my Philadelphia fucking freedom! You know, you're just like, I was there by myself, too, and I am four foot eleven. So it, it, I thought I was going to die at an Elton John concert. But honestly, what a way to go. It was it was fantastic. One of the best shows I've ever seen. That, that is the most uncool thing <laughs> I have ever heard. But if there's one thing I know, it's that the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else. Right. When you're uncool. Right, right, exactly. Um, I, I didn't know I didn't know people over the, the state border called themselves Philadelphians. Oh my gosh, yes they do. People from South New Jersey will just be like, Yes, I'm from Philadelphia because one, you know, what are you gonna tell people when you're in another place? And two, when you're from South Jersey, you don't wanna admit it. So it's it's it's, it's no, like nobody deep. nobody <laughs> I don't know if anybody knew this. I originally am from the state of New Jersey. This is oh, brand really? new information. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Just a, a drop of this knowledge for the first time on the podcast. Uh, and what I can tell you as a person from northern New Jersey mm. is this. Fuck South Jersey. Mm. <laughs> That's mm. it. I don't, I, I'm sure there's, there's a reason. I've never known it. You come out of the womb knowing that place is bad. It's, it's, like, it's, I don't know how it's like. It's like it's like one of the smallest states in the in the in the union, and yet somehow there's real animosity between the north and the south. You can travel to the south in about three hours. It's not it's, a it's, it's the not same a thing. journey. <laughs> it's the same thing with Delaware, but at least New Jersey has one given you Billy Joel and uh, 
Um, no, 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 he's not. No, he's a Long Island boy. Oh, he's a Long Island boy. I think it's just because I was thinking of um, moving out. And that's why I thought like he's moving out part of. He does say hack and sack. Exactly. Hack, he hack, says hack, 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 hack. So I, I assumed he was from I, New Jersey. I grew Jersey, up but... just adjacent to the, the yak, hack, 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 oh, hack, hack. Oh, wow. I did. I've spent many, many moons in the yak, hack, 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 hack. Do you, in the do you yak, say hack, 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 hack after every time? No. Oh, I thought well, it was like how if you go to Wilkes Bar, PA, like some people say Wilkes Barry, and they say like Wilkes Bar, Wilkes Barry, and it's like oh, the hack and hack, 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 hack part is actually silent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oh well, uh, now I've learned something. We've all learned something today, or at least I did, and that's that Billy Joel is from Long Island. So you know, it strike this episode, kick me off, goodbye. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Well, we're we're about five minutes deep. Episode over. <laughs> Well, Thank you for York. listening. Don't yeah. need a dollar. Well, I've that man is in myself. a New York state of mind. That's oh, how that you is, know. That's true. That's true. Well, I've never seen either of them. And what is like, like a true tragedy is that I didn't see their co-headline tour. Oh, which, right. Which yep. would have been amazing, but yeah, will never happen again. No, no, never, never. Uh, yeah, I've never seen them either. Uh, I, I want to say that I feel bad that I'm taking these two friends and turning them into enemies, but. Oh, that's what that's what we do here on the show. Uh, there's a reason there. Um, there's never going to be another co-headline dueling pianos tour with Elton and Billy. Well, Elton is, is retired, isn't he? Well, that that's that. But they haven't done it in like 15 years because they fell out for God knows what reason. Oh, oh they've I been didn't... sniping at each other for like the last 10 years. Oh, wow. I, I did not know that. I did not know there was there was beef between our piano boys. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but like. I, I think Elton just got sick of Billy Joel being drunk all the time. That's fair enough. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, they know they're going to die soon, right? I mean, the, the <laughs> yeah. boulevard is not that bad. Come on. Yeah, catch things up. Didn't they build that as like Rocket Man meets Piano Man? Like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we got to get our piano boys back. I don't. Oh, man. Yeah. And you're going to die right. soon. You really want that on your chest, Billy Joel? Yeah, I don't know Elton. a nice way of saying that. Like, time's up, gang. Like, you only get the one life. You know that, right? And, like, right. you're really in the, this is the 11th hour. This is twilight time. Come on. <laughs> anyway, right. all right. Sorry. Here we go. Let's have, let's, not to make it morbid, but yeah. come on. Anyway. Come on. Anywho, these two songs, we're going to have to pick one of them. I have a feeling yeah. we might all go in the same direction, but I'm, I'm real curious. Interesting. Uh, Angie, would you, do you, do you want to start huh, with, so- with, with, with which, which one of these songs this, Hold your favor. This one is incredibly hard for me because Elton John is is one of my favorite. I think the same thing happened to me last time I was on here too. Where it was like, well, one of these is an artist that I definitely prefer way more, but I think the other artist has the better song in this case. Um, so I, I right now we're I'm just going to put it out there that I think Piano Man is the better song. As much as it pains me to say that, I'm going to put Piano Man out there. I which. Which, uh, oh, wow. I'm just like, we'll get your, your reaction there, Lena. I'm just like, well, damn, I've just done, I've just done fucked up everything, but, um, I'm going to put piano man out there. I'm just going to slam that on the table. And I know like I, even right now saying it, I, there's a little bit of anger towards myself. This is kind of the thing that I start (laughs) feeling in a a session of therapy where I have to uncover some uncomfortable truths here. But for me, I got to put piano man down here. 
in my well, soul. Well, that is what that is what song versus song is. It's just yeah. it's just an hour long therapy sesh. Uh, <laughs> it's truly not a successful episode until you you know that you're gonna make the guest weep when it's all over. Right, like <laughs> piano I'm, man. I'm a, I'm a sociopath. <laughs> you're right. Piano man is my mom, and you know, rock rocket <laughs> or, or uh, tidy dancer is my my dad, and I have to hash out my feelings about them and just admit that. You know, it would make more fondness. sense if piano man was your dad and t- tiny dancer was your mom. That's very true. But uh, you don't know. Gender's a funny thing. Um, true. It, I was just going to say, because my, my dad was a heavy drinker, and I'm like, that's true. He really would be a character in Piano Man. Dark. That's so yeah. funny. Jesus. I mean, Elton, okay. has, Elton has enjoyed a drink or two in his day. Not in yeah, a while. True. but Infamously had, had some, some issues with substance abuse, but and is very happily sober uh, with his I'm still standing, you know, theme which i i love there but um uh, no no yeah uh no I, I gotta put piano man down there and it hurts me to say that but um yeah i think this is exactly what happened the last time i was here i had to be you guys have hurt my feelings so um <clears throat> without realizing it so um all i'm saying is i'm gonna be quiet right. for the rest of this episode all right todd <laughs> no 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 I, well you, i guess you've already uh revealed your uh your preference because you, you you were like you were like it's gonna be like all three and then you were shocked <laughs> that uh, Angie went the other way, so I, I'm I'm assuming you're you're uh, you're going for Tiny Dancer, right? I love Tony Danza. Thank <laughs> you for asking. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's Tony, it's it's Tiny Dancer for me. Um, I have thought about it a lot, and I have a, a a thesis for why I think it's a better song. Mm. But it is interesting. Um, I think it's it's actually easier to say. Piano man, you took the easy route. I think. Oh <laughs> wow! Just, just well, just because I mean, like from a story standpoint, it has mm. it has a it has such a great tale behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Like really, the only thing that works against it, like when I say there's two songs here, one of them is the greatest song, one of the greatest songs of all time, and the other one is Piano Man. When I say oh. something like that, please, 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 please understand that there's at least one person who I know would agree with me, and his name is Billy Joel, um, <laughs> who also has never really thought much of Piano Man and has said as much many times. Like He's like, I'm, I, all of my songs are my children. I'm happy that my kid did good. I wouldn't say that's not my fun best looking kid. Yeah, 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 he was never fond of Joe. That's correct. Oh, yeah, not fond of Joe. Um, Tiny Dancer is more interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the the orchestration on it is. Um, I just, I don't know. I just think there are layers to that song that we'll we'll mm. kind of get into as we talk about it. But yeah, for me, it was really easy. It was definitely Tiny Dancer. Okay, now Todd, fess up. Okay, you know I love Elton, right? And you know I love Billy Joel, right? Like. If I haven't said that before, I love both these men very much. The piano is my thing, right? Like, my thing is that I can play piano. Not especially well, but I do it all the time. And so, like, as, like, a literal piano man, I would happily never listen to Piano Man ever a fucking again. I am so sick of it. I am so very sick of it. Like, I'm going to... I joke that I'm going to put, like, a absolutely no Piano Man sign next to the piano. (laughs) No piano man. Absolutely no piano man. No, it, it, even even in, even in like picking piano man, like I don't know if you can see, I'm like I I feel like I'm blushing a little bit because it's easily like one of my least favorite Billy Joel songs. And, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I don't particularly. Do you love like, Tiny Dancer even less than? 
I, I, man, and I love Elton John, but Tiny Dancer to me is just like, <gasps> I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I feel like I, I was sitting here like thinking about this because like they're both like six minute songs about being in like California at the time, you about know, being and, a piano man, about being a piano man. Yeah. And like, oh, look at all these characters. Like they're both these like very like similar tableaus. And I was I was just sitting here thinking it out, and I was like, which one would I rather hear somebody sing at karaoke? <laughs> and like, what what I ended up having was this like mild revelation that for me, I don't get much emotional like enjoyment out of out of Tiny Dancer. I don't I don't know why that is. I know everyone loves it. I know everyone does like the almost famous thing, but for me, it just kind of like once it, you know that like pre like chorus part where it's like oh how it feels so real like that part is so good and then to me the rest of the song is just kind of like and I realize this is a very controversial opinion because I know people love this song and I love Elton John but yeah it just kind of just feels very like formless not formless but just it just kind of goes and Piano Man is you know it is like the most theater kid song you could ever have in like a a top like 20 uh, slot it's 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 so corny that it becomes fun for me, but I also understand yeah. wanting to die every time you hear it because I also want to die. Like, yeah. I, don't know, I mean, I didn't I didn't start out disliking piano. I, mean, I started out really loving it because you know it's an all timer. Sure. It is Billy Joel's song, and the, the man has like hundreds of songs, and this is like so far above it in stature as the Billy Joel song. Like, there sure. is no other song that is the Billy Joel song. Sure. It's yeah. just that one. Yeah, that it, it is like unfortunate that that's like kind of what people associate him with versus like any other Billy Joel song. <laughs> like I, I see the resentment. I I knew coming into this that I was probably going to be outnumbered here, but yeah, <laughs> that's good. It would be well. I mean, if it was a bloodbath where all three of us had the same opinion, oh. that would be ter- terrible. So sure. all right, I think it's important just to kind of get it out of the way in case. I mean, I never know. Some Sometimes there's really young people that listen to the podcast and they don't know. Mm. So there is a story behind Piano Man that is worth mentioning that Billy Joel uh, had signed with Family Records in 1971. He put out one record with them. It tanked. He was in trouble. And so whilst he was trying to figure out what he was going to do next, he spent about six months in the executive room being the piano guy. Like... Yeah. He did it for a while and he met a bunch of people and he met a bunch of people kind of like in his travels in general. And so he wrote this song about that experience and that ended up being the title track for his follow-up album, which is basically the album that made his career so much so that he was able to deal with the fact that Family (laughs) Records like remained litigious with him for a very long time. Like he was really kind of under their thumb for a while. And had he not had this hit, I don't know what would have happened to him. And also, I guess Family Records was very lucky because I don't know what kind of money they would have been making. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know a ton about Family Records other than this one fact about them. They're like, um, it's like when, uh, boy, I feel weird saying Joss Whedon's name, but it is true. It's like the Kazooies for Buffy. Right. Like they kind of had an idea somewhere in the background. So like no matter what, whenever a Buffy thing comes out, they get to line their pockets with it. It's sort of a a similar situation. But um, yeah, the only thing to know is that um, the album Piano Man sucks. What? (laughs) Ooh, 
<laughs> there it is. Whoa. I knew that... it. I fucking knew it. I do not like Piano Man, the album. I do not like it. I have never liked it. I mean, it's not the best album you ever made, but, you know, You're My Home's on there, Ballad of Billy Kid, Captain Jack, his Captain best song. Jack is one of my least favorite songs. Oh, no, it's like, it's, it's, it's easily my favorite. Like, way better than every Billy Joel song he's ever written. Whoa. No oh, yeah. Oh, I, I am I shocked. Uh, I haven't listened to Captain Jack in a long time. This podcast may end with this episode. <laughs> right. this, is it. This, is how, this is how we go out. This is this, war. This is pure fucking of chaos Of course you realize here. this means war. There's just so many tangential opinions here that are just like, I don't know. Knives are out. I don't know. I have, I have several other Elton versus Billy episodes planned. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, all right. So uh, conversely, Elton John, he had released some other albums prior to the one we're going to talk about. Uh, and then he and his buddy... Uh, who is the lyricist for the most part on all of his stuff, uh, Bernie Taupin. They go out to the West Coast. They have some times. It's the first time they've ever been out there. Give them a they, stand-up, stand-up routine in L.A. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they, they just they decide that the women out there are very different. One of them definitely cares about that. At least one of them definitely has feelings about how beautiful the women are out in LA. And <laughs> I think they, I can guess which. Yeah, yeah, they, I don't, it's a, I don't it's know. A, it's a mystery. Don't spoil it. Someone will figure it out. Um, anyway, so they, they do that, and then they come back, and they create this album called Batman Across the Water, uh, which, by the way, recently got a, a big um, anniversary release on record, which I highly recommend. If you've got a bunch of money to throw on the street, it's, it's totally worth it. It starts with Tiny Dancer, uh, has a couple other songs that in the present day are very fondly remembered. Leave on. There are two things. There are two things to know about this album. One that the producer for it would not let Elton use his usual live band for most of the tracks because he didn't have faith that they would be able to do it. And two, the album did not do well. It was not considered a success at the time. And in fact, Tiny Dancer was not a success because it was so long. You know, uh, Angie, you brought up the fact that that Piano Man is also pretty long, but the thing that separates it is that there is a four and a half minute radio cut, and that is a sure. big part of why that song was so successful is because sure. they had that cut that uh, Elton just did not have with Tiny Dancer. So this album that is, in my opinion, I actually think it's one of his best. I absolutely love this record. Um, and I mean, I think Across that, the Water is not a very good record. Oh, wow. This is, <laughs> this is I can't, I love Man Across got, the Water. It's got, I, I like Tiny Dancer and Leave On, and the rest just never hit for me. Sure. Oh, man. I like everything up until, I guess, it starts to lose me. Or maybe Rotten Peaches, all the nasties I don't love. Like, I guess, like the last, like it's a short album, I suppose, so that, to your point, but like, I would say, up to and including Holiday and at the very least, I think is just banger upon banger. I'd put it towards the middle bottom half of me. I do like really, really, really like, and again, like I, I don't hate this song. I just, it's not my favorite. And, and I like, I actually like Leave On better. So like, it's just kind of like, wow. it's a fine yeah. album for me. Yeah. Let me I tell you that you liking Leave On more than Tiny Dancer is the least surprising thing that I'm going to hear today. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Yes. Is it, Why? Is it only in... Is it only in the context it's that you. we've been? It's, it's re- very you. Sure, sure, it's sure. It's a very you song. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's very like dramatic. 
Yeah, it's it's got a very like if someone had a podcast that was called Musical Splainin, mm. I would imagine <laughs> that they would really like a song like Levon that yeah. that way. Oh, it's a good song. Tiny Dancer is very long, and I remember uh, I think someone in like season two of American Idol tried to perform it during the one of their Elton Weeks or something, Shake. and it just yeah. And you know they you only get two minutes to sing that song, so they ended up like singing only like every fourth line or something like that. I don't know, like that. It's a song that if you cut out parts of it, it just completely collapses like a Jenga tower. Like yeah, was it like you can't, Blue you can't cut Bay. it down like Piano Man? Sure, right. Like you just going like Blue Jean Baby, but oh how it Ballerina. feels so real. <laughs> yeah, uh, hold me closer. Oh, sir. Blue Jean, baby. Yeah. No. um, (laughs) uh, Again, a huge Elton John fan. If I had to listen to a six minute Elton John song, it's going to be someone saved my life tonight. So like, that's just, that's just my opinion. That's not one of my favorites. I love that song. That is like my favorite. That is like literally my favorite Elton John song. That was the song that got me into Elton John. I was just like, and I really, really like, I, I had always really, really liked Elton John growing up and just knew him because, you know, I had parents who were, boomers who were also very big fans of Elton John. And I remember hearing someone say my life tonight at a very bad point in college and just being like, holy shit, Elton yeah. John is good actually, you know? Um, so like I, I had a huge like innate fondness for it. But um, yeah, I, I think the other thing was just like when Almost Famous came out and everyone was just like, oh man, yeah, I love, I love, I love a tiny dancer. I was like, great, fine, fuck you. You've seen the movie, great. Um, <laughs> so I think I am a little bit checkered by that too. But uh Wow. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. I'm, wow. I don't. First of all, I just want to say the other day I was recording another podcast and I said that everything was hunky dory. And I mm. thought, hunky dory, am I old? You're and I thought about that for a while. I wasn't sure. And then I listened to all three of us have long arguments about Billy Joel and Elton John. And I was like, oh, in the ground. <laughs> yeah. This is no, the end. The, the kids ancient. still love both these guys. So, well, that was crazy. That was one of the more interesting facts is that um, Billy Joel had even said, I think around like 2018 or 2019, that he performed it somewhere. And he was like, why are all these kids still obsessed with the song? What? <laughs> Yeah. If yeah. If I can say, I think I know why Billy doesn't seem to like Piano Man, and it's uh, probably like the same reason I prefer Tiny Dancer over mm-hmm. Piano Man. Tiny Dancer is so much more fun to play. It is much mm. harder, but like when you're playing it with the actual keyboard, it is m- much more interesting. Sure, sure. Uh, Billy Joel's Piano Man is is is. Almost like a folk song, really. Yeah, like yeah. it's very, very old feeling. It's not very orchestrated. It's yeah. it's written like a like a sea chanty, right? Like it's right. the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it's like the same chord structure throughout the like entire song. Like even like the chorus and verse, right? Like 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 it, it is yeah. it is like yeah, folk folky is very like, a great way of putting it. Between like these really like um, almost like limerick kind of stanzas here, where it's just kind of yeah. like. There once was a man from Nantucket, and he told me my piano could suck it. Like that's he's he's pining for Davy, who's still still in the navy. Still in the navy. Oh, my my favorite. uh, I think I saw it on Twitter fairly recently, where someone was like, "Have you ever stopped to consider what if Piano Man was about a gay bar?" And I'm like, "That changes everything entirely." Like it was just like the richest like boom thing. And I'm like, now I can't listen to Piano Man the same way. The subtext that Billy Joel did not write is not there in my head when I listen to it. But yeah, like I think. I don't, now I'm like, am I, am I I'm not just old, but am I also a musical theater kid where I'm like, I am endeared to like that weird little like um, 
almost, yeah, like tableau, like painting of like, here's all my fucking weird, annoying, stupid friends that are apparently all based <laughs> on weird people. Um, Like it's, 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 I don't know. Like, oh God, I'm so corny. I'm just like listening to myself now going, somebody just, well, there should be, there back. should be a cat. A Kevin Faye of the Great White Way who comes in and is like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to establish the Jolaverse. We're going to use Piano Man as the centerpiece. And every single character from Piano Man is going to get their own movie. It's it's their own show. And it's all going to lead up to Piano Man the musical. Right. It starts out with Paul, the real estate novelist. And he is writing this book about, like, it's going to be the next great American novel. It's set in, you know, 70s California. And then, oh, man, wait till he links up with uh, the waitress practicing politics. Oh, it's going to blow this shit out. Uh, hey. that's, that, that was Billy Joel's first wife. Oh, was it? A, yes. Oh, are you, oh wow. Damn. Yes. I, I, have a, yeah. I, have a, I have a personal theory that um, John at the bar, who's sure he could be a movie star, he did mm-hmm. move out to L.A. and now he gives him a stand-up routine. That's the same guy from my life who moved out to the West Coast. Oh. I, I am almost certain of this. Also, I think uh, Brenda and Eddie broke up because Eddie was secretly financing their lifestyle by selling drugs under the name Captain Jack. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have is, more is, of this. Is, is moving is moving out like um, also part of like that 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 prequel build up? Like like um, yes, moving out is the story of just being like, yeah, fuck all the normies and hack and sack. I'm going to California. And uh, that's how he links up with, uh, yeah. No, wow. I'm just. I, yeah, you realize there is already a Billy Joel musical on Broadway, right? Yeah, right. but like what, yeah, I'm, yeah. Hear, what I'm hearing you say is that my idea that there should be multiple ones that all lead to Billy Joel's Piano Man, sure. as though it's the Avengers, is a great idea. Yes. And I'm a genius. That's what I'm hearing. Here. <laughs> well, there was like um, back in like the 90s, there was Moving Out, which was like the, it was like yeah. a, it was like the jukebox. Um, Billy Joel, but it was like more like a dance dance piece than it was like a Broadway show because it was like a big Twyla Thorpe choreographed thing. I never actually saw it live, but I remember seeing like the Tonys of that. So I'm like, Twyla Thorpe is onto something, and now it's your turn to take that idea and just beat it into the ground. Like you know that that, that seems like it should be a character piece because he's written all these characters, including in the. S- Multiple in the song we're talking about. Uh, you know, it's like one of those things where I, me sitting here choosing uh, this over Tiny Dancer and I'm like experiencing a little regret because like there's something that has always really bothered me about Piano Man when it gets to the verse that is about Billy Joel himself. And he's just been spending like six minutes shitting on all of these people and their sad, tiny lives and the dreams they'll never chase. And he's like, and they come to see me to make their life better. Like that always like <laughs> that always made me so pissed off. Like for the longest time, I actually hated Billy Joel because of this. Song. Like this is it, it is very strange to me that I'm sitting here talking about how I chose Piano Man over this. And like this song almost ruined Billy Joel for me. God. Life is fucking well, yeah, so, weird. All right, so that's that's my theory about. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's stunning, and it's a testament to the fact that the song is very easy on the ears, um, because it's about everything's about him, right? Like he's singing mm-hmm. about these other people, but he's singing about himself, right? Yeah, this yeah. whole thing is just about Billy Joel, yeah. and it's a very like, I don't want to say it's a selfish song, but I do think that there is a certain impermeability to songs, or it's a thing you risk. Mm-hmm. If you're seeing a song that is so specifically and clearly about an experience that is you yeah. and how you dug out and became great, right? Like, yeah. it's not, it's hard to put yourself in 
his shoes because it's so specific to his life. Right, yes. And I think that it's a kind of a testament that it ends up being as successful as it is because I think that people, when they listen to music, are a little selfish. They want to be sure. able to sort of experience something in a way where even if there are specific details, there's an abstraction to the art wherein sure. you can... It's like, you know, uh, I grew up in the 1990s and... and um the radio-friendly unit shifters of the time were like all these bands where, you know, like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all these folks where you, you couldn't even make out what they were saying half the time. Yeah, yeah. You'd listen to so Billy Corgan just, going, we don't even. Yeah, you'd and you'd go, be like, yeah. You could just imprint anything on that. Sure. You can imprint whatever you're feeling as long as the music itself transports you. Sure. That's it. And so the reason why um, I realized that I picked Tiny Dancer is exactly that. Um, I, I think and that I is think actually... That this, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, and, that, and that leads itself really nicely into the, the Almost Famous thing, right? Like, Almost mm-hmm. Famous, I do believe that that Tiny Dancer sequence is the biggest musical moment of its time mm. that isn't Bohemian Rhapsody in Wayne's World. That's number one. <laughs> I would put this at number two. Hmm. There's a lot of other ones that are pretty big, but um, I actually went back and was, I own Almost Famous because of course I do. I think I actually just own every movie that exists at this point. But <laughs> um, but I, I, I threw on that scene and I was trying to really figure out what the deal is, uh, hmm. why it is that that scene hit so well and ended up being something that I got parodied and joked about. Hmm. It's because... That song and that scene are a thing that you can imprint yourself on very easily. Yes, this Tiny Dancer is kind of specifically about certain things, but Mm. it's still very abstract. Like, like the actual lyrics don't feel so particular to like it doesn't like Elton John is definitely not singing about himself. Right, Um, right. So I think that. It does this little trick that I think some of the best songs ever written do, which is that whatever's happening in your life, however complex and terrible things are, when a song plays, it transports you and it makes you forget everything else. And then all of a sudden you remember that you can fly. And that's what a great song does. And I think that Tiny Dancer does that. Yes. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the thing. And when you, when you watch that scene, I just think it, it, it brings that feeling in so strongly. Like it's, when you take it out on its own, it it is very easy to parody. Parody becomes kind of silly, but like. In the context, it works really well. And I just listened to this song over and over again preparing for this episode i just thought just the way that the orchestration crashes in at the right places the the slide that comes in at all the right times like Mm. it's just guitar yeah yeah Yeah, it's such a it's such a mood like it's just it's so moody and it doesn't really have to be about anything it could be about whatever you want honestly sure I think I think that's just like a lot of Bernie Topin's lyrics in, in general for me are just like they have like these hyper specific details, but they're things that are like 
not going to pull you out of it. Like you listen to something like Daniel and even though, you know, Daniel was like written after listening to, you know, a Vietnam vet coming back and just being all fucked up from it. Uh, you could kind of transplant like the lyrics to Daniel onto all sorts of situations, even listening to like, again, to like someone save my life tonight, which is about a very specific, you know, Elton John having an all time personal low and wanting to like hurt himself. Like hearing that it's easy to transplant yourself into like a bad situation or, or something with like you're making me reconsider now my opinion here, like listening to Tiny Dancer. When I do listen to that and when I think about what you've said here, it is just kind of like, oh, man, I remember being young and just hanging out with like, you know, my friend with their pirate smile smile and everything just felt so good lying there with just them, you know, and like I'm, I've never been on tour in a band, you know, but like yeah. that kind of like evocativeness. Yeah. Like, OK. Yeah. OK. Sure. I'm, I'm you know, I'm feeling some angst here and regret for things I've said earlier. But yeah. yeah. But, hmm. but the thing to your point is that because Piano Man is so specific, mm-hmm. you would think that more people would hate that song. Sure. And yet, people f- and yet people love it. So I feel like there is something to the point that you're making because like that should be a huge argument against it. That mm-hmm. should make it a song that just everybody despises. And sure. In, in point of fact, when 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 Todd had announced this as the next episode, I, at least one person said that they could tell by the sound of my voice that I was disgusted because I hate Piano Man so much. <laughs> and the thing is, that's. Not true. I hate myself for liking it. Uh, Oh, wow. uh. (laughs) Well, I I think he lists so many different kinds of people that it becomes not about any of the specific details. Like it all adds up to just a general vibe. Sure. And like the more I think about Piano Man, the more I, I find myself warming back up to it because I'm a I'm a sad bar fly myself. And uh, my place isn't a piano bar. It's a karaoke bar where you get to be both the performer and the sad sack listener. Yeah, I, I so, was about to say, like, I, my favorite place to go is to a uh, it's a piano bar in Philly where you can just sing show tunes at the mic. And I'm like, this it literally is just like piano, man, like that. That is that whole experience. So maybe that's also why I like I'm kind of a little bit kinder to it than some people. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, very easy. A- it's it's very easy to be like BuzzFeed's which character from Billy Joel's Piano Man are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and I am the businessman slowly getting stoned. But um yeah. it is also just like it's it's it is it, I can't deny the power of something that is easy for people to sing along to and that everyone can kind of get into. And like Piano Man has that, like in a way that I don't think Tiny Dancer does. Wait, Todd, which one which one are you if we're if we're announcing which characters we are? Oh, I'm probably the real estate novelist. Although, like, I'm seeing the uh, the old man who makes love to his tonic and gin. That's 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 coming up. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's. I me, feel like probably. I'm the. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm the waitress practicing politics, and the reason why mm. I think that is because it it suggests to me that nobody wants to hear her talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I will and I will say without doubt that I lose lots of followers on Twitter whenever I do. So. <laughs> um. Actually, I'm the uh, microphone that smells like a beer. Um, (laughs) that is me I'm just gonna change my handle to that thanks anyway bye no yeah it's it's much easier to I guess see yourself in piano man than it is to see yourself in tiny dancer because you know Bernie Taupin is just a very strange lyricist Mm. and Mm. tiny dancer is one of his strangest like generally you can pick up what the song is specifically about Mm -hmm. tiny dancer is like his most uh, abstract I guess 
And sure. it's still, you can tell like the basic gist of what it is, like being on the road, uh, mm-hmm. seamstress for the band, you, you know, that's pretty concrete, but like, it's one of his weirder songs with some of his weirder lyrics, like pirate smile, tiny dancer, even like, yeah. What are you talking right. about? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, is it a Thumbelina situation? Are we going to yeah. skirt into horrifying vor territory? I don't know what's going on here. And it's, um, and it's certainly one of the weirder choruses. Like, I don't think there's a single rhyme in it. Or, or I guess it does. But like count the headlights on the highway. You had a busy day. day lay me down in sheets of linen. And it was like, I feel like I could make out what this is supposed to mean. But it, it's work. Sure. What I like about the whole thing is that, um, it seem if you look at some facts, they even lead into this, which I think is hilarious. Is that it's it seems like it's about um, Bernie's girlfriend Max uh, Fieldman, uh, and in fact, in the album, it even says "With love to Maxine" under the credits for the song. And yet, when Bernie was asked if it was about her, he said no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I, I only knew like the first part of that. I had always assumed, oh, that that is what it was about. I didn't realize he had been like, no, no. He basically was like, he was like, he was like, no, man. We went to California and all them bitches fine. Wow. I was like, wow, dude, wow. When I think of songwriters who like to talk about railing people, it's Bernie Tobin. So like, with a name like Bernie, I you know. You know, it's funny. You you see pictures of Bernie Taupin and he looks like a fucking rock star. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like a leather jacket, motorcycle guy. Looks much more like one than, you know, balding round Elton John. Yeah. Like you'd be you would never guess which one is the writer and which one was the, the rock star. Right. Was that even like a joke in uh, Rocket Man? Like there was like I was like, look, at probably this man. It was like the same thing with like it was the same thing with honestly Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice. Like Andrew Lloyd Webber like would beat Tim Rice. He was like, This is the man that looks like he should be a star. He's so tall and handsome. And I'm like, Cool. You you do have a point. Comparatively, yes. But sorry. I don't know. Anyway. Yes. Well, one of them does look like a soulless ghoul because they are. But you know. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> this is how that works. So Yeah. yeah. Um, we should, listen, uh, we should we should chill for uh, for Rocket Man right now. There's a if you want, I mean we'll say it again later. But we did an episode on Rocket Man, the mo- the the, the, bi- the biopic. Yeah. You still haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, the no, movie it rips off and betters. Ooh, but. <laughs> and and get ready for when we somehow sneak in a review of Elvis, which we know is going to happen. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> can't wait! Oh, can't wait! Boy. Anyway, do you have any thoughts about? sort of the the production and the instruments used on either of these because I mentioned that I really like what they do um, on Tiny Dancer despite the fact that it sort of is a departure for Elton as far as his albums go. But Piano Man to me has always felt very simple. Like it's there's the harmonica, which he was inspired by Bob Dylan, and mm-hmm. somewhere in the mix is uh, an accordion, which... Is mm-hmm. I believe the reason why eventually Weird Al got around to this when he did, this, when he did, when he did his Spider Man song. I was like, yeah, Piano Man does have like a like it was like pre written or like to or predestined to be a Weird Al song. It has like that structure to it. Like, and then I was like, oh right, he did do a parody of it. Uh. Yeah, it's like I said, it's basically a folk song, and like the Dylan connection doesn't surprise me at all. It's written like yeah. a like an old school song, and that's partially why I'm not a huge fan of it because it does go on for if. It makes it feel longer than Tiny Dancer, even though it's shorter. Sure. I will say though that there's a 
that breakdown in the middle that goes killer absolutely killer i may talk myself into loving piano man again it's possible i just i think if it was an actual dylan song every single character would eventually have something to do with vietnam every single one of them would have been in vietnam Every single one of them. I, well, who's the to say it isn't? The bar is in Vietnam. Yeah. I mean, the song came out in '73. The war was still happening, and Davy's still in the Navy. In the Navy. Who knows where I he's know. stationed? I don't know. Yeah, yeah probably he never will actually be for says life. Vietnam, and that's how you know. it, it. It doesn't count. It doesn't. It's not really a Dylan song unless that happens. Sure, sure. Got to be some wind in there too. Um, and there's no wind. <laughs> There's absolutely zero wind in Piano Man as far as I know. But I do love that piano breakdown. I always like I'm like, oh, this song. But when it does hit, you're like, oh, fucker, you made me listen for like four minutes to get to this point. But it does feel so good. <laughs> Even that build to like the the, di- the dynamics of the piano on the and the piano, it sounds like a no, carnival like, and the microphone it? smells like a beer. No, yes. Yeah, I've never heard a piano sound like a carnival. And if you're playing like carnival music at the piano bar, that's not what I came here for. I mean, the self-player piano at Chuck E. Cheese gets pretty close to that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I like that little, yeah, that little Westworld player piano. Yeah, speaking of the real piano, like, the real piano Is there going to be be some Billy Joel this season (laughs) on Westworld? Yeah. You're on Westworld. Oh my gosh! And they're gonna and someone's gonna throw in some wind blowing. Someone's actually just gonna blow on a microphone like. It's gonna be like the saddest version of like the longest time. Like be like whoa (laughs) for the longest time. No, it's gonna be. uh, It'll be. Good night, my angel. Now it's time to dream. That's how it's going to end. That's oh, going to sure, be the sure. last song of the whole thing. <laughs> Holy shit, I've talked myself into it. Here we yeah. go. HBO, are you listening? Always. Everybody listens to the song versus song. Very popular. <laughs> One question I wanted to ask before uh, we move on. The hell is a real estate novelist? Oh, it's oh. a person that works in real estate yeah. but wants to be a novelist and is never going to get there because they're too busy at a bar being drunk. Yes. You know, yeah, that, he, like, that is one of, he specifically one of said many that explanations I've heard. Yeah. But I, 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 no, I, see, I, I thought I was going to get some stick out of, out of Angie on this because it sounds to me like a real estate novelist sounds like a fanfic writer to me. <laughs> yeah, just a so lot I'm just, of fanfic. I'm just cornering in on the um uh oh god, what was popular in the '70s? The uh, Kojak fandom sitting here and uh, <laughs> writing my fanfic. No, they're, do, they're doing they're they're doing that fic about real people. Like they're writing uh, fan oh, fiction sure. about the real estate ladies in in the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean they both have real in the title, real estate people fiction. So yeah, sure, real estate people fiction. This is how I sold a house to One Direction, and then they kidnapped me and made me there, which is a very yeah, he popular. Write, he, he writes novels about that lady that, like, all of her ads are like, "I'm gonna make you a homeowner." All right, right. <laughs> I always assumed that like, one re- that they edited, so it sounds like she's just saying, "I'm oh, gonna make you a homo." <laughs> over and over. I forgot about that. <laughs> for, for it's absolutely I, one of the greatest of all time. I, I always assumed my, my, my honest answer to real estate novelist was like, you know how you have like those friends in high school that like, and this is not knocking like that this life career at all or this life, this life path at all. But like you have that friend who like kind of peaked in high school and then they get into real estate because like 
it seems like an easy way to make money that like, not that it like that it doesn't have its own challenges or it isn't hard, but it's like, yeah, I got my real estate license and I'm going to be like Dan, Dan, the house man, you know? And uh, then that never pans out. And they also realize that they've hit like this middle age of their life where they've not actually realized any artistic ambition they have. So they just get drunk. Like that was always how like real estate novelists, like what that meant to me. Um, even as a very dark five-year-old. No, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's that's my honest impersonation or it's somebody who writes Monopoly fan fiction. Man, I should get a real estate license. Yeah. Then I'm you can- 42, what am I doing? Finally, then you, then you get that novel written. You'll just be sitting at the bar. There's some guy tinkering oh, away at a piano and you're going to finally do it, write the next great American novel. Um, but yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. That- you say Red blazer, fucking pencil skirt. I could do this. <laughs> right, exactly. I can do it. There you go. Like- uh, you know, Billy Joel was actually giving good career advice here when he he wrote Piano Man. Thanks, he was Billy. Like, Thanks, Bill. Yeah, he's like, look, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit a recession with Jimmy Carter. Um, uh, let me let me just give some real advice. There's always housing, you know. Like, <laughs> get the he's back. writing a self help book here. It's uh, pay, paying the bills with with Bill. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> hey, we've gone <laughs> really far. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> m- 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 like, moving out. Moving out becomes like the basis of like a Jordan Peterson style like self help novel. Like man, if there is anyone you should not take a financial advice from and B (laughs) advice from, it's Billy Joel. Joel. (laughs) Yes, you also shouldn't take any Jordan Peterson advice either. Yes, no, Um, yeah, one hundred percent. To be very clear, (laughs) you shouldn't take advice from any of us either. No, no, yeah, absolutely. I was like, well, who am I to throw stones? I could. Give you some very now bad advice. Todd reviews music on YouTube. Right. <laughs> and I mean, Angelina's watching Phantom. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Do you, yes. you want to do the, the four questions? I feel like yeah, we've, we, we've this gone so far. The fucking <laughs> yes, Here we go. So just, a, just another really cohesive episode of Song versus Song. All right. Uh, all right. So we do these four questions after we've lost our minds completely so that we can focus up and actually have a show that makes some kind of sense. Uh, and each of the questions corresponds to something, you know, that really connects with the songs. Question one, um, one of these songs is going to disappear. It's going to vanish. Poof. Like some kind of terrible daring. Uh, what's who's who's the one? Who's the magician guy? Harry Houdini. Know. Houdini. They, whatever. He, whichever one we're talking David about. David Blaine. Pervert, because. Because all magicians are perverts. They're going to yes. make one of these songs disappear and the other one is going to stay forever because it has to. For the culture, Angelina, which of these songs has to stay? It feels like the right answer is Tiny Dancer, but like... I don't really? know about that. I don't, I don't know. know I, 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 I don't... Yeah, like like a part of me thinking about it is like, as much as like Piano Man, you know, we, we dunk on it. Like to me, it was such an integral part in listening to music that had come out before me growing up. You know, like uh, like so, I'm like Piano Man got me into like this very like singer songwriter piano driven music that I don't know like I would have gotten into other things had I not uh, really liked Piano Man when I was a kid. I'm gonna say Piano Man, like because again, like I love Tiny. I mean, I mean, Tiny Dancer, you've kind of like talked me back into like, OK, this is a really good song, but it's not my favorite Elton John song by a mile. Um, and I think we would still have, you know, Elton John without Tiny Dancer. Um, but Piano That's, Man. Yeah. That to me is the is the argument. Like, I, yeah. again, I'll stump for Man Man Across the Water. I think it's an underrated uh, gem of an album. However, <laughs> without the album Piano Man, which requires that song, I there just is no Billy Joel like. 
none of it happens. None of it gels. So I think that that's the one that has to stay. That's my argument. Todd, what do you think? Yeah. Like just in terms of like what had more effect, it's, it's obviously piano man, like tiny dancer, as far as I know, didn't take off till almost famous. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a, like when tiny dancer was released, there was like a, a decent chance that Elton John would end up a one hit wonder. And that one hit was your song. Not right. uh, anything off that album. Elton didn't really become Elton until Crocodile Rock came out a couple years later. I mean, there's there's no question. It's Piano Man. It's also just a bigger song. And Tiny Answer is a very big song. But Piano Man is, you know, obviously much bigger. Okay, I have a, a, a side question here. Without Tiny Dancer, that means that some other song has to be sung on the bus <laughs> of Almost Famous. <laughs> what is that song if it's not... Tiny dancer. What are they not, singing? Not three times it, on the ceiling if you want me. Not three times on the ceiling if you want me. It's that. You know, it's it's funny because I've heard people argue that like the the band in Almost Famous, where you know these gnarly bar guys would not be listening to you know gay pop star Elton John. I don't. I'm not sure I buy that, but like things were a lot more segregated at the time between mm-hmm. pop and rock. It's like what would they be singing along to? I don't know. Like probably like. Ramblin' Man or something like more closer to their genre, I guess. Sure. Like, like I'm sure at the time, Tiny Dancer had more in common with Knock Three Times. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know, uh, like, Let It Be, maybe? Like, an actual answer, probably? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good one. Not that, uh, not that Cameron Crowe could get the rights to the Beatles, I don't think, but... Sure. No, definitely yeah. not, but... Uh, Maybe like, maybe Paul was Paul McCartney the whole time and piano man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He certainly did try to be a movie star. He did on more than one occasion. Yeah. Yes, he did. By the way, happy birthday, Paul McCartney. Uh yeah. will not be true by the time this episode comes out, but as as of the moment we are recording, Paul oh. McCartney just turned eighty. Yeah. Oh. Wait, no. I'm sorry, I just realized Paul wasn't the one who wanted to be a movie star. John wanted to be a movie star. Yeah, yeah. Paul's the real estate novelist. Again. Okay. The one rating fan fiction. Because <laughs> John the Beatle did not try to be a movie star. He did his oh. couple movies with the Beatles and he was like, nope, done with that. Wait, didn't he try to do he how I, he, he, did he, did. How I he did how I won the war and stuff like that. He tried to do he like, did. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, the movie star was Ringo, of course. Yes, Ringo. Obviously. Um, anyway, Paul, if Paul McCartney has never written a song about a real estate novelist, I'll eat my hat. That's definitely happened. What did you? Paul listen McCartney to has absolutely done that. There's no way. Have you? You've heard what Paul's solo material sounds like. Sure. I was just going to say, didn't Martha, my dear, yo, Martha, my dear, you have always been selling all those houses. <laughs> you silly dog. That's exactly. That's. I, I don't know why I laughed. That is exactly how it goes. All right. Hey, right. Um, was paperback writer a real estate novelist? Just wasted time. Here we go. Here we go. Um, we, you could be a fly on the wall for the creation of one and only one of these two songs. Um, to know the truth, the, the, the truth of the songs. Mm-hmm. Which one, Todd, we'll start with you because I decided in this moment that that's what we're going to do. Which one do you want to know the full story of? I don't know. I think I'd like to meet Paul and Davey and John and the waitress pack practicing politics. And I'm sure you could have a whole lot of fun on tour with Elton John, especially during this right. period in his life. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'd like, but I'm just not as interested in meeting the seamstress for the band or tiny dancing. I, I think I would prefer to go to that, that piano bar and uh, forget about life for a while. 
Yeah, I, I think my answer would be the same. I think there's a little bit more like uh, hostility for circumstances behind Piano Man when Billy John wrote it. And anger is always fascinating to me. Um, <laughs> like, I would just like to be there as he's going down a list and being like, OK, well, this is a person I know and I hope they don't realize that I'm talking shit about them. And then like crossing off that list. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, it's just also, a I think, a more interesting song in terms of like the people that are in it. So I'd, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think I'd agree with you for basically the same reasons. You know, a lot of people have joked o- over the years like, hey, I'm Billy Joel. This is a song I wrote about how all of you are losers. I want to know <laughs> like if, if I got a shout out in Piano Man, like I don't know how I'd feel about it. And I'd like to ask. Right, like, right. So so Davey <laughs> stuck in the Navy for life, huh? How do you feel yeah. about that? Everyone's going to know about it for the rest of your life. Yeah, Paul shows up uh, with brass knuckles to the piano bar the next time. <laughs> He's just like, what you say about my book? Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is kind of breaking the rules, though. Um, I always felt like the second question requires that you're like, like, like Marvel's The Watcher, where you're just, you you're watching, you're not, you're not getting involved. Um, uh, sure, although sure. that, that being said, um, Elizabeth Weber, who was the waitress practicing politics, I probably would. Pull myself out of time and be like, don't don't marry this man. <laughs> huge mistake. Huge mistake. Don't do it. Anyway. Um, all right. I think we all agree. Uh, Piano Man is a better choice. Question number three. A real weird one for this episode. Um, Megan the Stallion getting up to a night of hot girl shit. She's making a playlist to prepare for said night of hot girl shit. Which one of these two songs to say that phrase one more time is now and forever hot girl shit. Angie? Oh, Tiny Dancer. Tiny Dancer is hot girl shit. Tiny Dancer, like, Tiny Dancer is absolutely hot girl shit. Like, this is just about being a cool, you know, uh, awesome woman on the road, you know? Like, I feel like that would hype me up more than Piano Man. Piano Man doesn't, it, Piano Man is like um, New Jersey dad shit. You know, um, or Long Island dad shit, as we've as we've discovered here. And not that I'm knocking that aesthetic. The older I get, the more I just dress like an older man and, you know, empathize with old men. So I'm not knocking that. But I think to me, Tiny Dancer is is the hot girl shit song. It just makes me imagine Kate Hudson in that one scene of uh, of Almost Famous where she's in like an empty dance hall. Mm. But like instead of twirling around, she's twerking. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me closer, Tiny Twerker. Yeah. (laughs) Like no, wet think, ass tiny dancer. <laughs> yeah, hot, tiny dancer is not music for a night out. It's a music for a a good post hangover sing along, as we all know. Mm. But mm. It, of the two, it is definitely hot girl shit because it is about a hot girl. So yeah, there you yeah, go. Thank you. All right. Versus a uh, piano man, which seems to be largely uh, populated by old men. Not yeah. a whole lot of women at the bar. Yeah. And now we have. The fourth question, not just the most important question that we ask on the show, but the most important question that has ever been asked in the history of humankind. William Shatner, actor, man about town, owner of hair, spaceman, rocket man, if you will, (laughs) musician. We'll leave that for you to decide. He's going to do a Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Now and forever, which one of these songs must be shot upon Todd. You know, I, I realized that when we did the rocket man versus space Audi question, I don't think we had instituted the Shatner question yet, which is not no, we, we only came up with that like a year into the, uh, the show. So that one would have been not fair. 
Right. You know, mm-hmm. and as much as Elton John and William Shatner will be forever linked, I think I have to give this one to Billy Joel. I uh, I agree with that. I think I think there's just more for uh, William Shatner to shat upon in a Piano Man. Like uh, I could just see him getting really into like Paul, the real estate novelist. You know, <laughs> never had time for like it, like there's it definitely feels more like a story. And if I am listening to a William Shatner uh, version of a song, I would like to go on a story with him. Like that is the appeal of listening to his Rocket Man is he makes it sound like it's some you know guy in a dive bar at the 60s just telling you about how he'd been to space um and i i could see him getting a lot of mileage out of piano man that he wouldn't get out of a tiny dancer i have a very simple rule for a lot of these which is is there one that shatner can make sound menacing that one wins because that's what he because that's what he does with with tambourine man i always think that he's like in the jingle jangle morning I'll come following you. Like, that's how he delivers it. It's amazing. <laughs> and I think it's like just the idea of him going, and he's talking with Davy, who's still in the Navy, and probably will be for life. It just, it just really leans right in. So to me, it's got to be Piano Man. For me, it's the fact that when Billy gets really into it, he starts sounding like Shatner. And the piano yes, sounds like a carnival. Does. Yes. <laughs> The microphone smells, smells like a beer. Like beer. <laughs> they sit in my bar and put bread in my jar and say, man, what are you doing here? Yeah, like, yeah, it, it's definitely like a very more also, character-driven song. And I can, yes. He doesn't call himself Billy in the song. No. He says he calls Bill. Himself Bill, which yeah. is what William Shatner calls himself, Bill. Yeah. What's oh, that? man. That's, that's, it's not, William Shatner doesn't go by William Shatner in his day-to-day life. No. So there you go. So Bill Bill Joel is actually Bill Shatner. Now Good God. How has he not covered this already? Yeah. Honestly, like that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, has he covered this? Like this seems like a like just like straight William Shatner material. Like I would have if you had told me there was already a William Shatner version of this song, I would have believed you one. I was actually going to check right now because I, <laughs> I blew it and had not already checked. Um, sure. Because I will say, uh, William Shatner does have a 2021 album that is called Bill. And oh. in that way, I feel the fact that Piano Man is not on there is it's a failure. You've, yeah. William Shatner, longtime listener of the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> you fucked it up. You really love you, you, you done fucked up, son. Yeah. Um, anywho, but I think that that's the right answer. Okay. Sure. Man, that, so interestingly, Piano Man almost completely swept the four questions. Three, Three out of four for, for Piano Man. Three but one. The most, the most important point of view is not the questions, it's not ours. It is, of course, the listeners. Todd, what do the Song versus Song fans have to say? All right. Albert Farkas writes, I'm from Vienna, so I'm voting for the Waltz, which would, of course, be Piano Man. Dun, 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 dun. And by the way, yes, from Vienna, we all wait for you. And wait and keep waiting. It's our thing. <laughs> Vienna waits for you. Kate Maddle writes, I'm just a slut for Billy Joel. And just left <laughs> it at that. <laughs> I thought that and was did, a good did you, comment. Did you use a sock puppet account? Uh, <laughs> that you I can wish tell the, the truth. That is something I wish I could put on like a, a vanity plate, like slut for Billy, like slut for Billy. But then then it'll have people be like, oh, is she slut for William Shatner. 
but I, I appreciate well, that. Well, well, are you? Well, who amongst us isn't? Is the yes, question? <laughs> that's 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 fair enough. I mean, there there is a lady in his life, and <sighs> her name is Enterprise. All right, Cliff Excellent writes. Tiny Dancer contains the word Piano Man in the lyrics, but at no point in Piano Man does Billy Joel say Tiny Dancer. Therefore, Tiny Dancer wins. Don't think about the logic too much. I certainly didn't. It's ironclad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's the, you really can't fight with that. All right. Lazarus writes, who else ships Paul from real estate with Davy the Sailor? Me! <laughs> Absolutely. There's so there's so much raw tension. Like there's, it's again, Rich. There's a whole universe here in this song. Yes. Yeah. yeah the Joel universe. Yeah. By the way, our comments were about forty percent. Uh, Hold me closer, Tony Danza, and the other four, another forty percent about the Tumblr post about uh, Piano Man being in a gay bar that Billy Joel hasn't realized. <laughs> that those sure are the things that I know. Do you know that Tony Danza really hates that? I can imagine. <laughs> it's the I, best. I imagine. I mean, I'm sick of it, and I'm not Tony Danza, so... Yeah, I, I hate that chick, so I'm just like, sorry to that 40% of people. You're I mean, it was, fu- it was funny the first time I heard it. Yeah. Here, here, here's, if ever I met Tony Danza, I would say, what's more important? What's more annoying to you? Is it the homie closer to Tony Danza, or people just walking up to you and saying, Angela, what's worse? It's got to be uh, the second one still, right? Like, that's still got to be worse. Is that is that a thing he says on Who's the Boss? It's this is a thing that I assume people do. I think it would be worse. I don't know. Like, would I be more insulted if someone had to, came up to me and said something that I had nothing to do with, that like has also made is well, also bigger than point. me? <laughs> yeah. I just feel like people have been screaming at him, "Who's the boss?" Since what, like nineteen eighty two? Wow, I don't we, even know. we are old. We are old. We are talking yeah. about who's the fucking it's, boss, it's, man. It seems it seems <laughs> bad. And if and if I were Tony Danza, I probably would have killed by now. And that's that's <laughs> the truth on that. <laughs> who's to say he hasn't? Yep, that's fair enough. Anyway, yeah. Todd, roll on, please. All right, Alina writes. You can't take away piano man, especially from dudes with pianos. That would be too mean. Some of them have <laughs> harmonicas. You know, they bought just for this song. Do you you don't have a harmonica, do you? I do not. Mm. But I also want to add a different comment someone made from Ron Moses says, if you randomly blow in and out of a harmonica, you will learn the piano man part within 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm hearing you say is that I should buy Todd a harmonica. Well, you also got to be it's got to be one of those wearable set harmonicas because, you know, I need to play piano at the same time. What am I, a millionaire? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll take the harmonica I buy for you and like it. Yeah. Just duct tape right, it to I your mouth. I guess I'll buy my own harmonica headset or whatever you call them. <laughs> All right. Apocalypse then writes, Tiny Dancer for Road Trips, Piano Man for Karaoke Night. I'm not sure I agree with that. I think uh, I think it's Tiny Dancer for both. Hmm. <laughs> I think I think I, I, I see this is making me revert back to my earlier answer. Where I'm like, no piano man here, because if somebody did Tiny Dancer at karaoke, I'd probably kill them. <laughs> what? OK, nah, one, nah, last, <laughs> one last one from Franco Del Rosario. He writes my question about piano man. Why did the waitress practicing politics get lumped in with all the other sad sacks at the bar? She's like the one person there who still has a modicum of hope. Like what if she was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the making? Right. It was California. Maybe it's Nancy Pelosi. That woman was me. Uh, That woman was Nancy Pelosi. Oh, okay, great. You know what? Then, then, then I, nope. Yeah. Sorry. I just ruined, I I ruined it. 
Yep, yep, yep. You've ruined it forever. Um, All right. That is the comments. The only thing left is the results. And I uh, I honestly had no idea which way this was going to go. And we got a lot of comments who are like, this is going to be a bloodbath. And they all disagreed on which way it would go. Like, every, I got some of the Elton people who were like, why would you put Elton against Billy Joel's, like, biggest song? And other ones, other people were like, oh, man, Elton John is so much better than Billy Joel. No one likes Billy Joel. Elton's going to fucking kill it. Yeah, I mean, I had gone in not knowing. I just thought that that Piano Man had kind of fallen out of favor. I had no idea until researching that the song still had the juice. I had no idea. Um, I don't know, like, since I live on Twitter, I see jokes about Piano Man all the time, which indicated to me that it's still very prevalent in the culture. I guess I just always thought, like, people would be more likely to view it as a novelty song, and therefore Tiny Dancer would be more likely to get the votes. I think that was my assumption going in. All right. Well, what are our guesses? Who do you think uh, won the the dueling pianos? I am gonna say Billy Joel. You want Billy? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go for Billy. Like this is this is a hard one, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. My gut says Billy. I know the answer, so just reveal it. Okay. For a grand total of three hundred sixty three to four thirty two, that's a forty six fifty four split. All right, King of Pianos is Elton John. Oh, Tiny Dancer yeah. pulled it out. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, e- even this whole episode has been like a journey. Um, usually when I'm on yes. this show, it is it, there's always a journey where I come back to like different points of my original thinking and then, you know, go, I was right. And then also go, wait, but I was very wrong. And that's just life. It do be like that. <laughs> um, well, I'm, this hasn't uh completely turned me around on piano man but I've, i feel better about it than i have in the past but tiny dancer is obviously a better song yeah i agree. I, I, i've come out with a better appreciation for tiny dancer and, and thinking about it in, in in a different way so you know what i think we're all the winners here yes next time we're all on a bus together and one of us got too high yeah <laughs> just as as long as we all agree we're never gonna marry billy joel because that would be a bad mistake very right, one uh, actually one last comment i i forgot to uh I forgot to read Patrick Antipoff writes. I'm now maniacally laughing to myself at the idea of them singing piano man instead of tiny dancer and almost famous. (laughs) 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 It's a different vibe. 100%. That is a musical theater bus. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to us. Uh, We're song versus song. You can catch us on Patreon and give us a dollar. We will review an extra bonus movie every month. Or if you can't do that, just thank you for listening. Get other people to listen to. Leave us a nice review or, uh, you know, just recommend it to your friends. You ready for the next episode? I am a golden god. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to do another little classic rock here. We're going to do Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll. Versus Pat Benatar's Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Yeah. You've been wanting me to do this one for a long time, and it's time. Oh, that was on my list. <laughs> Very ready for that. Catch us next time, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.